sun comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back. Listen and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I got to see. I got to look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn, and we are glad that you tuned in today. We're going to have Church on the Road, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by. <laughs> Time, cell 
phones keep me from losing my mind Lord beside me, he's leading the way Praying I'll be home today Take me home Back where I belong He's taking me drivers out there on that old lonesome road taking me home and drivers i know what it's like out there on the road i drove over 30 plus years and we started this ministry lonesome road ministry in 2000 and in 2012 daryl spicer started a ministry called channel 21 ministries and daryl's ministry was all about putting chaplains in the trucks out there where the drivers are, out on the road, at the shippers, and at the consignee places where you are unloading and loading your loads, and you're a chaplain representing the Lord Jesus Christ wherever you go. And so that was Daryl's dream and vision, and we merged these two ministries back in 2020 and it became Lonesome Road Ministry, Channel 21 Ministry, and this chaplain program, we have a conference line that we get together once a week. It's on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. We're going to invite all of you drivers out there to join us on this conference line on Thursday nights at 5 p.m. The phone number you need to call if you want to be a part of this is 727-731- five zero six two no access code needed seven two seven seven three one five zero six two so drivers we invite you come and be a part of what we're doing out there on the road and what we're doing is we're stretching a net all across america for the harvest and i'm going to share a message that i've shared with the chaplains on that conference line just a few weeks ago and it's called faith prayer and the word of god and then if you'd like to join us all you have to do is call on a thursday evening at 5 p.m central time that's rush hour 727-731-5062 so if you're sitting out there in rush hour traffic you would like to take your mind off of your problems then call in 727-731-5062 and we'd like for you to join us stretching this net across America. I'd been out west for about three weeks just running the coast up and down when I finally found me a load headed back east toward my home. It was a dark and stormy night when I got loaded down in L.A., so I thought I'd head back east for a little ways before I took my break. My wife and kids and those 18 wheels were humming through my mind. The rain was coming down, lightning flashed, and I saw the shadow of a man. I hit my air brakes and came to a stop. He come running up to my cab from the back. I knew right then there was something different about this man in black. Sure nice of you to stop, mister, he said as I was shifting into high gear. My name is Red, Red Dragon, he said with a sly grin. Then he said something that made my blood run cold. Your family will be all right without you, Big Tom. 
this is going to be your last run. We're fixing to have a really bad wreck just around the next bend. You see, my boss sent me to collect your soul. Oh, I got really nervous and started slowing my big rig down. My whole life flashed before me. I cried out, Jesus, Lord, please save my soul. I heard the thunder roll and a flash of light, and Jesus was all I saw. He had a crown of thorns with blood dripping from his finger. He pointed at me, and I heard him say, Little red dragon, you might as well tuck your tail and run, for this one belongs to me. The next thing I knew, I was sitting in a parking lot. The storm had passed, and God's sun was shining on my face. I said, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, for your amazing grace. I picked up my cell phone and called my wife. I said, honey, you ain't gonna believe what happened to me last night. I saw the angel of death, and he said he'd come to take my soul. But I saw you praying, you were praying for me, and I cried out, Jesus, come into my life. Please save my soul. I can't wait to get home, baby. I wanna tell everyone I know about this man called Jesus who just saved my soul. Well, drivers, fact or fiction, God only knows. The question is, do you have the faith that Big Tom showed? What if, what if it were you? Where would your run end? Heaven or hell? Eternity is just around the bend. I know everybody out there loves Proverbs because uh, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs and you read one of those a day and Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So we all need more wisdom. I'm sure everybody will give me an amen on that. So a proverb a day will keep the devil away too. So that's all, that's all free, but uh uh, let's read the let's read the scripture I picked out tonight. Proverbs eighteen sixteen. It says, "A man's gift makes room for him, and brings him before great men." <laughs> I love I love Proverbs. Sometimes I have to dig a little deeper to find out what Proverbs uh, the the writer of Proverbs is actually saying and speaking into our lives. The Word of God is alive and active. And sometimes we have to dig out those nuggets that God is trying to, or I do anyway, that he's trying to get in, planted in me. And I love to read commentaries about uh, verses sometimes. And I found a, the commentary on this proverb right here says, A man's gift makes room for him or enlarges him. I like that. Uh, because I need to be enlarged. It brings him out of prison or out of the straits of difficulty, helps breaks the chains that bind you and gains him respect among men and brings him before great men. I just love the way that, that, that says that our gift, God has given each and every one of us a gift to use for him, for his ministry. Uh, that he has called us into. And God has called each and every one of us into some kind of ministry, you, especially all you chaplains out there. You're all involved in some kind of ministry, and God is using you in, in ways that we never thought or dreamed. And uh, he wants to do some great things in our lives. I mean, look at the, the gifts that God has given us. Uh, look at John Noel. I mean, God has gifted him to uh, to not only he's not only uh, putting these Bibles all over the country, but he John is is has a gift of networking people together to work together, and John is has been an amazing partner in our ministry. He's helped us so much, and we work together to reach other people. I just love working with John. And uh, I love working with all of you, but John has a special, unique gift, and he has uh, used that gift, and that gift has put him before many, many, many great men 
all across this country. And uh, God, John has got to witness to so many different people. And whether he's doing it uh, live or whether he's doing it with those Bibles that he's planning everywhere he goes, uh, God is using John's gift to witness to great men. I mean, we hear from people all over the country that uh, have picked up these Bibles, these CDs, these uh, real life storybooks that John spreads all throughout his network and they are reaching people all over the all over the country and around the world. We hear from people in other countries uh, about these books. And so that gift that God gave John, he has cultivated that gift and it has raised him up to new levels. And the same way with all of uh, the chaplains out there. You look at, uh, I remember Chaplain Richie Turnbow when he first... Uh, First picked up one of our CDs, uh, Daryl Spicer gave him the CD, Bus 19, and he listened to it, and he gave his heart to the Lord out there on the highway. I mean, I think he pulled off at an exit ramp, and can you see Richie out there on his knees in the grass, praying and giving his heart to the Lord, and he did that, and then he went home, and he told his wife what he had done, and he said, I'm going to go buy me a Bible and I'm going to buy me a suit and I'm going to start going to church. And she turned around and walked off. <laughs> Richie thought he had really messed up. And, but she went into her bedroom and come back carrying a white Bible. And Richie said that he didn't even know that there was a Bible in the house, but she had a Bible and uh, Richie didn't even know about it. And so they started uh, reading that Bible together. And she told Richie that day, she wanted to do what he did. She wanted to give her life to Christ. So she got saved. Richie got saved. Their daughter got saved. And now their son is saved and they're all serving God. Richie has also went to a seminary and he's become a pastor. And you, you hear him preach on, on, uh, these, uh, conference line. He is an awesome, awesome pastor. And I've asked Richie to be at our conference this year, and he's going to bring a message at our conference this year. So Richie's going to be at our conference. He's going to be one of our speakers, uh, Galen Taylor, Daryl Spicer. Uh, we're, putting, we're bringing the, that original threefold chord back together uh, for this next year's conference. So it's going to be a great conference. But uh, God has... The, the gift that God has given us, we got to cultivate that gift and use it in ways that we can even to reach people. It's all about reaching others. I mean, uh, there's a, a driver that by the name of Charles Stevens. He spoke on our conference line one time. He came all the way from Virginia, well, Bristol, over by Bristol, Tennessee. He came all the way up here, seven hours. He drove up here to share his testimony so that he could be a part of what we're doing. And now his testimony goes all over the country and around the world. He is reaching, God has brought him before great men, is what the, what the scripture says. He's brought him before great men through the CD ministry, through uh, that message that we put on a CD. He's, it's on podcast, it's on the radio, and it's on CD. He's witnessing to people that he could have never witnessed to in his circle of people that he drove, uh, you know, witnessing. He, he, he's, he's a great witness, uh, but he wanted to do more. And he dared to believe that if he came up here and he give his testimony on a CD, that God would use him in another way. I mean, that's what we have to do as chaplains. We have to do as Christians. We have to dare to believe that God's going to do something more in our lives, and he will if we just allow him to. So there's two things that stop most Christians from doing what God has called them to do. The two things that will stop most Christians is FOF and FOP, FOF and FOP. FOF is fear of failure. Now, <laughs> when I, in 1999, God was telling me, calling me to start a tape ministry, and I knew I wasn't capable. And I knew, I, I kept thinking, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I, I'll fail. Well, what if we fail? 
We got to turn that coin over and think, what if we succeed? What will happen if we succeed in what God is calling us to do? You know, God is doing all things. He can do all things through us if we will allow him to use us. But it's not us doing it. It's him doing it through us. So we will fail. But if we turn it over and let God do it, nothing we do will fail. It will be always God using us to reach more people. So we got to turn that coin over and say, what if I succeed? Who will be saved? Who might, Whose life can I change if I succeed in doing what God has called me to do? I remember driving across I-64, about where uh, Poncho's at right about now. I was listening to a radio program out of Evansville, and there was a guy by the name of David Ring on the radio, and David Ring has cerebral palsy, and... It was so hard. He was so hard to understand. I kept thinking, "What? What is this guy saying?" I, I mean, he couldn't even understand it. But the more I listened, the more God tuned him in to me, to my spirit, and he became just as clear and plain as day. It's just like he was. I I knew exactly what he was saying. Everything he said. He preached a message, and at the end of that message, he said, "I've got cerebral palsy. What's your excuse?" Why aren't you doing what God has called you to do? And when he said that, I just threw my hands up in the air and I said, okay, God, I surrender. I'll do what you've called me to do. I'll start a tape ministry. And that's when I started the tape ministry. It was October of 2000, 22 years ago. And God has been raising this ministry up higher and higher and higher ever since that day. I mean, FOF, fear of failure, and FOP, fear of people. I mean, I've always been backward, and uh, in school I couldn't get, stand up and give a book report or anything. I just couldn't stand before people. It just scared me to death, and it, I would get so nervous I couldn't even talk. But God, but God, when we turn it over to God and let God use us, we can do all things. I mean, God has sent me all over this country, sharing my testimony, standing before crowds of people, sharing my testimony. I've been to California twice to share my testimony. I've, I've shared my testimony in Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Michigan, Florida, Iowa, Missouri, um, Arkansas, Louisiana, Ohio, Georgia, Virginia, and of course, Illinois. And I've stood before some big crowds of people sharing my testimony. I, I spoke at a, a college, a Christian college in Kentucky, uh, down in Grayson, Kentucky. I went and shared my testimony to a group of Christian college kids out there. And I thought, man, how in the world did I ever get here? But God, but God. I, I surrendered my heart and soul to him, and I told him I would go anywhere he wanted me to go. I'd do anything he wanted me to do. And boy, well, I tell you, when you when you tell God that, when you quit hiding your gifts, when you allow God to use your talents, and he can take you places that you never thought, never dreamed. I mean, we're afraid we may not be accepted. It's time to quit hiding. The gift God has given you, was for others. It's always about others. It's time to quit hiding the shadows of someone else. We have to dare to believe. Dare to believe that God has the gift that God has given you will develop into something bigger than you could ever dream, hope, or imagine. God wants to open big doors just for you. You don't have to have a great gift for God to use you in a great way. Today's scripture doesn't say you have to have a big gift, an important gift, an impressive gift. Whatever you have, if you develop it and keep getting better and watch God open doors of opportunity, doors of promotion, doors of influence, God will raise you up to levels that you can't even imagine. So friends, chaplains, dare to believe and watch what only God can do in your life. I tell you, it's, it's quite a ride when you surrender and let 
let the Lord do it. And I, let me tell you the secret of ministry. This you've all heard, if you've listened to any of our CDs, you probably heard Terry Hopkins this message right here. And the secret to ministry is start where you're at, use what you got, and do what you can. That's it. Let go and let God use you in a way you never thought or dreamed. And he will take you to the next level. Faith, prayer, and the word of God is where the three things that will take you higher than you ever thought or dreamed imagined. You know, I, I love to talk tell the story about uh, faith. Uh, you know, if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. And Hebrews uh, 11 one says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And there's a story I like to, like to share. I've shared this on the Dave Nemo show and the Tim Ridley show. And it's a story about this little town out in Texas. It was a, the fields were parched from lack of rain and the crops lay wilting from thirst. People were anxious, irritable as they searched the skies for any sign of relief. Days turned into weeks no rain came. The ministers of the local churches called for an hour of prayer on the town square and the following Saturday, they requested that everyone bring an object of faith for inspiration. At high noon, the town square was filled with anxious faces and hopeful hearts. The ministers were touched to see a variety of objects clutched into the prayerful hands, holy books, crosses, and rosaries. When the hour ended, as if on magical command, a soft rain began to fall. Cheers swept through the crowd as they held their treasured objects high in gratitude and praise. From the middle of the crowd, one faith symbol seemed to overshadow all the others. A small nine-year-old child had brought an umbrella. Faith. I'll tell you, faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Mark 4.40, And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? This is why people become afraid, because they lose faith. Faith is the answer to fear. Faith is always the answer to our fears, regardless of what they are. You know, Jesus, uh, in Matthew 18 he said, and calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Faith. We have to have that childlike faith and watch what God can do. We have to dare to believe. When we go to church, when we go to God in prayer, we got to go expecting to receive. Whatever we need, we got to ask God and believe that God will do it. We got to dare to believe. We never know where God's taking us if we just have faith. We need to pray with that childlike faith and expect to receive. Ask, believe, and receive. You know, uh, prayer. Faith and prayer is the answer. We got to dare to believe and we got to sink deep into this word of God. And I get many questions here at Lonesome Road Ministry. I get many calls and uh, I got a call one day and uh, a driver asked me, he said, what is the proper way to pray? You know, what's the Bible say about prayer? And uh, I thought about it and uh, and I started studying that, and, and I found some really interesting stuff. You know, the Bible's very clear about this. In Mark eleven twenty five, you find praying standing. And in 1 Chronicles 17, 16, you find praying sitting. Exodus 34, 8, you find praying by bowing. And Psalm 6, verse 6, you find praying while reclining. And uh, in Psalms 28, verse 2, we find praying with lifted hands. And in Matthew, 
chapter 26, verse 39, we find praying on one's face. <laughs> That's a great way to pray. I, I remember at, when I first got saved in 95 and I was going to a little country church and this country church, they didn't lock their doors. So you could go in there anytime. And I, I would go in that church anytime I was home. I would go in that church during the week and I would lay on that altar on my face and I would pray and ask God to use me. I said, God, there's got to be something I can do. I just want to be able to reach people everywhere I go. And I just kept laying on that altar, kept praying and asking God to, to use me. And that's, I remember that. And that, what a great way to pray is on your face. I remember several times doing that at that church. And then later on, when I was at Rig Ministry, we had a chapel service there, or chapel out there, and I would go out there in that chapel and pray many, many times, laying on my face and praying. What a great way to pray. What a great way to connect to God. And in 1 Kings, verse 18, 42, we find praying with our face between our knees. Sometimes we just need to bow our face in our knees and cry out to God for his help. 1 Kings 8, verse 54, we find praying from one's knees. And I've gotten many testimonies, like I, I was just sharing with you about Richie Turnbow's testimony. I've got testimonies of truckers getting on their knees in their sleeper and crying out to God and asking him to save them from listening to one of our CDs. So this sums it up right here. This little poem, it says, uh, the proper way for a man to pray, said De Deacon Lionel Keys. The only proper attitude is down upon your knees. No, no, I should say the way to pray, said the Reverend Dr. Wise, is standing straight with outstretched arms and raptured and upturned eyes. Oh, no, 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 said Elder Snow. Such posture is too proud. A man should pray with eyes fast closed and head contritely bowed. It seems to me his hands should be clasped in front with both thumbs pointing toward the ground, said the Reverend Dr. Blunt. Well, I pray while resting every day, said Henry Pack, so I should think you should say your prayers while laying on your back. Last year I fell in Murphy's well head first, said Farmer Brown, with both my knees a sticking up and my head a pointing down. I made a prayer right then and there, the best prayer I ever said, the prayingest prayer I ever prayed. I was a standing on my head. <laughs> so if your prayers come from mouth and not from soul, God may just someday let you fall in a hole. Yes, there's many ways to pray, but the key to prayer is praying with your heart. It's a thing of the heart. When we cry out from our heart, God hears our prayers. God wants to hear your heartfelt prayers and he wants to answer them. We got to dare to believe that God is going to answer every prayer that we cry out to him. The greatest prayer that I ever said was August 13th, 1995, driving down the road at 65 mile an hour, my eyes wide open, tears streaming down my face, and I prayed and asked God to come into my heart and then I ask him to use me. So faith, prayer, and the word of God is what will see us through whatever problems come our way in this old world. And so Matthew or Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You know, we serve a big God, a God that wants to bless us in a big way. If God were to show you all he has for you, it would boggle your mind. If he were to show you the doors he wants to open for you, you would be amazed and excited. We need to pray with that childlike faith and expect to receive. I recently heard a sermon by a, by a pastor about a little girl that he read about in the Houston newspaper. Her name was Jamie. She lived on a ranch in Texas. Little seven-year-old Jamie asked her dad if she could have one of the calves that were being born. Her dad told her no, they were not pets, 
that they were to be sold. Jamie wouldn't give up and kept after her dad. He finally agreed if one of them was born all black that she could keep it for a pet. Well, Jamie started praying every night and asking God for an all black calf to be born to one of her dad's cows. Not long after that, a calf was born and it was all black. Not only that, it was born with a white patch on its head in the form of a J. It was as if God had stamped a J on this calf's head saying, this calf belongs to Jamie. When her dad saw the calf, he knew that God had delivered. God had answered Jamie's prayer in a way that left no doubt. We need to have that kind of faith, childlike faith, to ask God for the impossible. We need to stop praying ordinary prayers, start asking God to do the impossible in our life. We serve a big God who wants to bless us in a big way. It's time to ask God for big things today. It's time to dare to believe, to ask God to give us the desires of our heart, to raise us up to new levels in our ministry. Whatever it is, God wants to hear from you today, and he wants to deliver what your prayers are. He hears every prayer that we cry out, and the key is having the confidence to ask believe and receive and then allow God to do what only God can do. God meets us at the level of our faith. God is going to do something big in our lives if we will just trust him, cry out to him and watch him do the impossible. You know, you'll be amazed at what he will do. Ask, ask him to open a door of opportunity that only he can open. Ask him to restore a relationship that looks over and done. Ask him to save that family member or friend who's lost or gotten away from God. Ask him to give you the secret dreams of your heart. God wants big things for his people. Start living for God, and today can be the day that you begin to ask, believe, and receive in a powerful new way. Dare to believe and watch what God can do. You know, Pastor, uh, my pastor, Rick, Rick uh, Hayes, uh, him and his wife, Sarah, they just lost their 17-year-old son. He just died. And Pastor Rick, last Sunday, he made a statement that, uh, you know, the devil is trying to take him out, and but there's no place to quit when you sign on sign up to serve God. That is exactly what we did the moment we surrendered our lives to the Lord. We became soldiers for Christ. We signed up to serve him. And when things look the worst, that's when God is raising us up even higher than than we ever thought or dreamed possible. Pastor Rick said there's no place to quit And there's no place to quit for each and every one of us. When we give our hearts to the Lord, we have to to go forward and uh, do what he's called us to do. Y'all remember the old Rocky movie, right? Rocky was down and out, blood, uh, bloody mess, laying on the canvas. And it looked like it was all over for Rocky. But Burgess Meredith, his trainer, stuck his head between the ropes and started screaming at him. He said, you get up, you get up, don't you quit. There's no place to quit. You can't quit. You get up off that mat and you keep swinging. And that's what God is telling each and every one of us tonight. Don't you quit. Get up, keep swinging. There's people out there that need the gospel message and it's up to us. It's up to you. It's up to each and every one of us to continue doing what God has called us to do. Dare to believe and watch what God can do in your life. In uh, Jude chapter 1, Jude 1, 22, I guess there's only one chapter, Jude verse 22, and it says here, and if some have compassion, making a difference. We can make a difference out there on the road, but we have to continue keep our focus on God in everything that we do. Faith, prayer, and the Word of God is the three things that will 
see you through anything, any problem, anything that happens out there on the road. So don't give up, don't quit, and dare to believe. knocked on my door and he watered that seed of faith in me and it started to grow and it's still growing today you know when a seed starts growing there's no telling what it will become so drivers i'm asking you today what kind of faith is planted in you you need to water that seed with the word of god and see what it will become in you there's no telling what god has planted in each one of you drivers out there on the road. Each and every one of you has a gift that God has planted inside you. The only way to find out what that gift is to water that seed with the Word of God and watch what it becomes. We're praying for you drivers out there and we're going to try to help water that seed and see what God has planted in you. Give us a call. 618-383-2107. Let us send you some help, some material that will help you Become all that God has meant you to be. On a lonely, lonesome highway, you pass the point of no return. While listening to the engine moan. 
alone It reminds you of all that you've done wrong You think about your family Waiting on you back home And it kind of makes you wonder Why you do the things you've done Riding across this country Searching for your youth You don't know why you keep driving You don't know what else to do You think about your life And the lessons that you've learned The road is a jealous mistress She won't let you stay at home Well you stop at the next truck stop To fuel your rig and call back home That lonesome creep upon you Like the icy fingers of the cold You pretend it doesn't bother you But you just want to explode And then you start to wonder Why you do the things you've done Riding across this country Searching for your youth You don't know why you keep driving You don't know you learn the road is a jealous mistress she won't let you stay at home on the lonely lonesome highway 700 miles a day you spend half your life sitting in a cab driving the rest of it away About the life you've led while you're out there on the run As you get back to your wondering Why you do the things you've done Riding across this country Searching for your youth You don't know why you keep driving You don't know what else to do You think about your life And the lessons that you learn The road is a jealous mistress you stay at home You know the road is a jealous mistress She won't let you stay at home I can remember as a brand new Christian sitting in a church and listening to the, my preacher preach and I was on the edge of my seat. I was pressing in because I wanted to hear what this man of God had to say to me. And he was speaking some words that had me on the edge of my seat. He was talking about how the, the sower went out to sow and he sowed on some stony ground. He sowed, sowed on some rough terrain. He sowed on some, in some thorns and bushes and he, and he sowed on some good ground. And I was listening. I was pressing in. I wanted to hear what he had to say. And here's what he told me. He said, you get to choose which ground you're going to be. And I thought, well, that's a no brainer. I'm going to be that fertile ground. So I prayed a prayer right then and there and asked God to bless me, to use me, to make me that fertile ground, help me to make a difference everywhere I went all across this United States, because I was a truck driver and I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to reach my fellow drivers out there and tell them about this relationship that I have with Jesus and how he can change your life just like he did mine. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I've been out pressing in and telling others about Jesus. You know, pressing in, when we press into something, it's like working on a toilet stool. You ever worked on a toilet stool? There's only one way to work on that thing, and you got to get in close. You got to hug that thing. You got to get wrap your arms around that to work on it, and that's the only way you can work on it. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. He wants us to press in, to get close, to hug him and let him whisper in our ear. And that's what we can do when we press in and read his word every single day. He will hug us. He will press in. He will whisper in our ear and tell us what he wants us to know. And we got to be able to tell others about the good news of the gospel, how they can have their lives changed 
by just pressing in and doing what he says. We're to cast a net for others. And God has called Lonesome Road Ministry to stretch a net across America. But there's only one way we can do that, and it takes all of us working together. And that's what we're doing right now. We're crying out to partners all across this country to help us launch out into the deep and stretch a net for the harvest. The Bible says in John chapter four that the workers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. And we need more workers here at Lonesome Road Ministry. We need you to get on board. We need you to call us. We need you to log on and let us send you some of our CDs, our broadcast, our radio programs that you can listen to and you can spread across America, reaching those that are out there. Launch out into the deep is what we want to do. We want to launch out all across America, but it takes all of us working together. It takes partners. We need partners to work with us to stretch this net across America. So drivers, friends, we want to help you. We need your help. So let's work together to stretch a net across America, bringing in a harvest that will be like nothing anybody's ever seen before. In John chapter 4 and verse 35, it said, Jesus says, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look onto the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. That's telling me that we need to work together. We need to partner together. And it says right here in verse 37, here is a saying that is true. One soweth, another reapeth. And I sent you to reap where you put in no labor. Other men labored and you entered into their labor. So that's what we're asking right now for you to join with us in our, this labor that God has called us to do, stretching this net across America. And when you join with us, you will reap treasures in heaven like you've never thought, dreamed, or imagined. Hey, drivers, we want to work together with you. We want to partner with you. So help us out. Log on to lonesomeroad.org or give me a call, 618-383-2107. Faced a mountain that I never faced before That's why I'm calling on you, Lord I know it's been a while But Lord, please hear my prayer I need you like I never had before Sometimes it takes a mountain Sometimes a troubled sea Sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. Forgive me, Jesus. I thought I could control whatever life would throw. I will admit has brought me to my knees oh 
Sometimes it takes a mountain Sometimes a troubled sea Sometimes it takes a desert To get a We don't like to close any program without offering you that chance to just ask. All you have to do is cry out from your heart and God will save you. Just cry out, Lord, please forgive me. I surrender my heart to you this minute and I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus name. Hey, if you cry out with your heart, then God heard you and God saved you. Now, what you need to do is call somebody and tell them that you just asked Christ into your heart. You can call us at 618-383-2107, but you need to call somebody and tell them. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read. His words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the 
the tree. 